battle for the future of America goes through Florida. We see it every day now. Florida is the turf that must be won in order to be standing on the inauguration platform on January 20th, 2021. We've been covering the congressional race candidates that will drive turnout in favor of President Trump because those races are the key to presidential victory in the state. Strap in tight because we're taking on that issue again today on The Rob Mana Show. Hey friends, you need to check out Mammoth Nation, America's conservative discount club. They're on a mission to get Trump reelected and keep liberal Democrats, AKA socialists and communists out of office. These guys really mean it, folks. I wouldn't say that if it wasn't true. Go to mammothnation.com. It's only $19 a year and here's what you get. You get great discounts on all sorts of products and services. You're automatically entered in the Mammoth Election Day sweepstakes. There's some great prizes, including a 65-inch Samsung TV, and you're going to love this. I sure do. I'm a lifetime member, and if you become a lifetime member today, you get a free Trump flag and some other really cool items. Once again, that's mammothnation.com. So let's go. Join us now so we can win in November. Demings, a Democrat member of Congress from Florida's 10th district, has a challenger, and her name is Vina Francois. From her website, Vina Francois was born and raised in Orlando, Florida, one of nine children. She is a first-generation American. Vina's parents immigrated to the United States from the Bahamas in 1971 with little more than an unshakable faith in the promise of America and a determination to work hard. They earned their way into the middle class, working multiple jobs, and eventually became small business owners. Because of her deep love for this country and the opportunities it has afforded her and her family, Vina has felt the pull of public service her entire life. Vina is an ardent believer in the American dream because she and her family have literally lived it. She's running for Congress to implement positive change in Washington, not just legislative change, but a change in the culture of Washington politics, unquote. You may remember Demings. She was one of the impeachment managers against President Trump this year and led the failed charge to remove him from office. That likely explains why Francois has some really high-powered Republican endorsements and the desire to drive high Republican turnout across Florida. Legendary Notre Dame football coach Lou Holtz, Senator Marco Rubio, Florida Congressman Daniel Webster, and former Congressman John Micah have all thrown their support to Francois, who has a lifetime of public service record of experience and a strong set of private sector credentials. She's also received strong support from pro-life groups, including the Family Research Council. Turnout, new voter registration, and defeating an impeachment manager to flip the House back to Republican control 
have to be the targets of the campaign for Francois to win. And this is really important and to help President Trump be reelected by taking Florida's electoral college votes. We're discussing all of this with the candidate herself this week with less than 30 days to go. Republican nominee for the 10th district in Florida, Vina Francois. Welcome to the Rob Mana Show. Vina Francois, candidate for the congressional district in number 10 in Florida against Val Demings. You remember Val. She ran the impeachment against President Donald J. Trump. Vina, welcome. It's good to see you and good to have you with us. How are y'all doing down there in Florida? Thank you so much, Rob, for having me on your show today. Uh, honestly, we are doing fantastic. We've got the momentum behind us. We've got the excitement on the ground uh, and we are now in the home stretch. So we're just gonna continue uh, going out there meeting uh, voters uh, individually, group wise, and, and uh, just uh, keep talking about our message of people over politics. Well, that's great. Uh, you know, I've, I've run for office a few times uh, and I always have to ask candidates, uh, why do you want to run for Congress? Well, that's a great question. Uh, listen, I, I want to make things happen. I, I want to uh, do things and get things done uh, for those who are here in District 10. Uh, right now, our current uh, representative, Demings, uh, she hasn't been anywhere uh, here on the ground. She's been MIA. And as you stated at the top of the show, uh, she spent three of those four years that she she has been in office, uh, you know, dealing with the impeachment process. And now she has just coming off uh, the tail end of auditioning for the VP slot. Uh, and so people on the ground believe that she's basically gone Washington and, and she's looking for her own political gain. Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. I've been observing Ms. Demings for quite some time and the, you describe her activities perfectly. Uh, yes. But she, but she's got a lot of money, Vina, and she's got the big machine behind her. Uh, without giving away any campaign secrets, <laughs> uh, how are you going to get this done? Well, you know that you know that is true. She again coming off of the uh, the high and and uh, her media uh, uh, sprint there, talking about she's on the VP shortlist. Of course, you know she's going to uh, get a lot of donors through Act Blue. But again, yes, we are a smaller uh, machine, but every donor and every uh, dollars that I have raised thus far uh, have been from the grassroots. So uh, people here on the ground are investing in this campaign. And that should say something that should resonate a great deal, not only across uh, the United States, but to the party as well, that the people here want change uh, and they are determined uh, to unseat uh, the current uh, representative. And we're going to say, listen, we're going to stay positive. This has been a positive message. This has been a positive campaign. Uh, and it's a comparison of, uh, of David versus the Goliath. Uh, but again, because I have the grassroots support, I'm just so thrilled and excited uh, that we are able to do what we uh, are doing here on the ground. Yeah, the fancy consultants and pollsters and money people, they think that they know exactly how this whole thing works. But the election of one guy named Trump a few years ago uh, has really scrambled their brains. And, uh, exactly. and I, am, I am all for uh, candidates that are not part of the political machines on either side uh, running yeah. for office and winning. Because those types of people, as you can see, can actually get things done. So how will you get things done 
that's different than what Val Demings has tried to do? Well, that's uh, that's a very great question. Listen, I was born and raised here uh, in Orlando, so this community is near and dear to my heart. Uh, I do have experience. I worked on Capitol Hill, lived in D.C., worked on Capitol Hill for a number of years, uh, and then transitioned off the Hill and worked at an agency, Securities and Exchange, as well. Uh, so I do have that experience uh, in Washington, and I know how Washington works, uh, and that has given me a, a, a great uh, uh, deal of um, of backing here on the ground because I'm not coming in as a new person on day one. I know from day one I can roll up my sleeves and get things done. And so far, uh, Representative Demings haven't really brought any benefits back to this district. Uh, and uh, people have recognized that and they've noticed that. And you look at her policies and, and how she voted on certain pieces of legislation, it shows that she is another Pelosi's uh, puppet and she votes to the far left. And so with me, I will bring my stances all about faith, family, and freedom. And I will base that on what will benefit our district as far as uh, supporting uh, opportunity zones. We have about 14 here in the district, small business owner, uh, school choice, allowing parents uh, to, uh, uh, to homeschool their kids or, or choose the school uh, without the determination of where the zip code, where they live. Uh, so I could bring all of that uh, back to the district and, and have a people focus and not uh, someone who is looking to climb and get to the next uh, step or ladder. Great answers, uh, but I got a couple more policy questions, uh, yeah. especially on, uh, you mentioned homeschooling and with the coronavirus pandemic and all of the different approaches and the federal guidance that's uh, been being followed uh, uh, from the Trump administration. Uh, what what needs to be changed to make the outcome better in the 10th district from your perspective as far as how things are being implemented from the federal guidance down to the ground level yes well here in in our district in this community uh school choice is very important to the parents that are here and they and that have their kids and, and students uh in school uh that is in uh one of the issues main issues that allowed the governor uh, to propel the governor into office here in this particular district is school choice. So that is very important. Now, COVID, uh, the pandemic has shed a light on issues that schools are having um, as well as teachers. So I commend the teachers. They are doing an amazing job dealing with the situation and, uh, and trying to uh, um, uh, pretty much think outside the box on the best way to teach the, uh, to teach the children. Uh, and so, yes, parents were allowed in the state of Florida to either allow their students to go back physically to uh, school or, or keep them home and do virtual learning. Uh, I do have a couple of teachers who are volunteers for me, and we talk uh, consistently and constantly about what they're dealing with. Uh, you know, some students are falling through the cracks because, you know, it's a, it's a lot for the parents to take on when they're trying to juggle to get back to work and to bring some back to bring back some kind of normalcy. Uh, to their lives. Uh, and so some students are falling behind in their learning. So we would need to uh, deal with the situation uh, on a more, I guess, comprehensive uh, factor to make sure that things are getting done and the students are learning properly. Fantastic. Uh, let's shift over to the economy. You mentioned you mentioned yes. enterprise zones uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, yes. Uh, 
dive a little deeper into that. I'm a big fan of enterprise zones, uh, and uh, it, it at one point made me unique as a conservative Republican, but seems like uh, since the president and uh, Senator Tim Scott from uh, South Carolina have implemented uh, these programs and are planning on doing even more, uh, that more folks are coming to realize that this is a good approach to really lift, especially uh, folks in poverty, minority communities, African-American community, uh, uh, but all of these communities in poverty, give them the chance to lift out of that. And it's been quite successful before the economy was shut down. It, it has. It, and I, again, I've, I'm here on the ground and, and I've had several roundtables discussion uh, with several of the businesses that are within uh, those opportunity zones. Uh, and they are flourishing, you know, but pre-COVID, they were flourishing or they were getting off the ground in reference to that. But again, uh, what they have said that the current representative, Demings, have not done much uh, in the way to assist these startup tech companies or to assist these startup companies that are in those communities, as you uh, described. And I believe Senator Tim Scott has taken the lead on that, along with the, uh, President Trump. Uh, they are doing a, a phenomenal job. And the fact that President Trump just came out with his platinum plan for the African-American community uh, in, in order to bolster 500,000 uh, new businesses to open with, uh, within a certain time period, which I think is commendable uh, in reference to that. But those opportunity zones are there to assist uh, those uh, plighted areas uh, and, and those uh, individuals who are in need of that because it will bring jobs into uh, those communities. And I'm just excited to see what more we can do as we reignite the economy again. But I think it's a great start. Uh, and I know that uh, as a Republican and as a conservative, uh, I, I will be working hand in hand. And I also would love to work across the aisle uh, to bring, to make a difference here within our community. And you are on the ground there, as you said. So what are you seeing from an economic perspective uh, that's that's working or and then add to that what might need to be tweaked or changed to even increase the the recovery? Because we are recovering and we're recovering really very nicely. But I'd like to see it even faster uh, because, uh, you know, this this economy was going full throttle before Absolutely. we had to shut ourselves down and we need to get it back up to that and get these jobs back for folks. Absolutely, uh, yes, we need to open up the economy again, but yet we also need to do it in a, in a way that uh, still in a common sense way that we also have to protect those who are most vulnerable. Uh, uh, and for instance, here in our district, uh, tourism uh, is the number one uh, industry here. We have a lot of, I mean, we have all the theme parks within this district. We have retail uh, in, in, in this district. Uh, and so I've been speaking again with hotel owners uh, who, uh, uh, which their hotels are still shut down to this day. So they are hurting um, and, I, and I stand with them uh, and, and, I, and I feel how, you know, feel their pain basically because they don't know the next step of what they need to do. And thankfully the governor did uh, push us on to phase three and so I'm hoping that some of them will be able to at least uh, open up one or two uh, of their hotels in the area. Uh, but however, being here on the ground, people are hurting. They don't know where their next paycheck will come from. Uh, and, uh, and again, our, our current representative is nowhere to be found uh, to be even, uh, even discuss that. And I'm here on the ground, and I'm canvassing and knocking on doors every single day. And they have sensed and they have felt and they, and they have uh, told me 
time and time again that she has forgotten about us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the president and the administration and the Republicans in Congress have been trying to get the Democrats in the House of Representatives to uh, to do another uh, tranche of uh, financial yes. assistance for folks. Uh, uh, and they're and like you said, the folks need it. You know, person like me and my family may not necessarily need it at this point, but there are millions of people out there that need it because Absolutely. these small businesses and, and are, are not coming back. Again. Yes, and they are playing political games. Uh, and, and so families are hurting. Uh, and, and yet uh, they want to either add more pork or add uh, you know, items in there that have nothing to do uh, with uh, assisting those families and businesses uh, here. And that's throughout the country. Yeah, that's great. It's good to hear that you have, uh, you have your, your finger on the pulse of what's really happening. It's very difficult to tell with the media uh, putting out so much propaganda. Uh, especially on the left these days, what what's really happening in these small communities, Vina? But you've been in, you've worked in Congress before, so let's shift a little bit. Uh, uh, and and uh, I know you're pro-life, uh, and I appreciate your stance on that. Is there any specific policy work that you have in mind to do in the area of life and uh, religious liberty or freedom? Uh, you know. Uh, We've lost a lot of rights, uh, a lot of people we say, have. We have. Uh, in, and, the, in the pandemic. Do you have any specific policies that you're going to work on in those areas when you get to yes, Congress? Yes, I will. Uh, I, I will be working with uh, certain groups. Uh, and, of course, FRC have, have come out to endorse me. I've, I've got uh, great uh, endorsements uh, and, and folks and organizations that have supported me thus far. But, yes, I am pro-life, and I, and I believe life begins at conception. Uh, and so I will, you know, uh, make sure that Planned Parenthood is defunded and that no federal dollars will be going to organizations such as that. Uh, and, and so I am a firm believer, and um, that's an issue uh, that I firmly believe in. What about adoption? Do you have any uh, uh, ideas on how you're going to make adoption easier and more available to folks? Well, I, I'd like to see uh, where we are uh, in that process. I think uh, finding a home for children who desperately need a home uh, should take priority. But we also need to be careful at the same time uh, because human trafficking is such a prevalent uh, an issue uh, that has reared its ugly head uh, here, uh, not only across the United States, but also here in Orlando. We are now third uh, in the highest of human trafficking as far as phone calls being made um, out of this area uh, in human trafficking. and now. Uh, it's being uh, a, a part of the adoption process uh, that the ki that these kids are having to deal with. So we have to be careful as to uh, when kids are being processed to uh, to be joined to a family to make sure that they are being vetted very carefully in reference to that because kids are important. They are are the next generation. Uh, they are our life our, our lifeline uh, to continue. Um, our beliefs in the United States of America. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that because, uh, you know, uh, some, for somebody like me who's pro-life, I always try to make sure that I'm looking at the kids that are less fortunate after they're born uh, because that's part of that process of being pro-life, in my opinion, in my wife's opinion. So we like to ask that question to make sure folks are thinking about that issue yeah. of adoption, mm -hmm. foster care, he, I'm glad you brought in the human trafficking issue. We have a problem with that here in Southeast Louisiana ourselves. 
and and uh, the president has been very active in that area, especially recently, uh, and is doing well. And I hope you get elected to go join that policy process. But Absolutely. but you must have you must you must have some good ideas on foreign policy and national security too, because I see Senator Marco Rubio has endorsed <laughs> you, and he's a national security specialist, yes, I would absolutely. say, uh, in absolutely. the U.S. Senate. So so what about that? Where are you at on foreign policy and national security and uh, and the president's approach to putting Americans first and and, uh, and and having alliances and friends, but also getting out of endless war policies and yes. making peace agreements, Agreement. which is I, I which he's been able to do in the Middle East? Absolutely. I think that's phenomenal with the peace agreement and, and moving uh, Jerusalem or, you know, the embassy to um, to Jerusalem. But however, uh, I'm a firm believer of um, securing our borders uh, and, and building the wall where it's necessary. I had the op great opportunity to travel to the southern border uh, along with uh, Pastor Paula White, uh, who is a part of the administration in its faith based office uh, and her team. Of, of folks that she uh, and her, or her chief of staff uh, led there. And I had the opportunity to speak with uh, some of the uh, men and women on the ground, the border patrol men and women. Then we had the opportunity to cross over the border and go into Mexico and speak with some of the Mexican officials and, and tour um, uh, the, uh, the area uh, where those seeking asylum uh, is going to be. So I, I had a, a bird's eye view as well as on the ground view uh, of where we need to be. And, you know, it was the Border Patrol men and women who requested of the administration that, hey, we need help on the ground. There's not enough of us uh, to keep uh, those at bay, those who want to come into our country illegally at bay. And yes, do we need technology? Absolutely. Do we need, uh, a, you know, walls in certain areas? Absolutely. Uh, but they are doing their best. And uh, listen, I'm a first generation American. My parents immigrated uh, to the United States. Uh, legally from the Bahamas. And uh, it's just been surreal. You know, uh, they came uh, with an abiding hope uh, and, and faith, and they wanted uh, a better life for their kids. Uh, and so if they stood in line legally, I, I believe everyone should. Now, is there issues that we have in the immigration process? Absolutely. Uh, here in this district, we have a lot of Caribbean Americans uh, that reside here in District 10 alone. Latino Americans, uh, as well as Asian Americans. So uh, this is a very uh, eclectic type of uh, community, diverse community. And I'm so thrilled uh, about that. But uh, we all know that we all have to go through the process. And we're here within the United States, we do have laws that we need to follow and abide by. Yeah, and it's so exciting to see the embodiment of, uh, of immigration by seeing a child of legal immigrants. Uh, yes run for office, be successful after they've been able to be successful in such a short amount of time. That's what makes the United States that shining city on the hill that President Absolutely. Reagan talked about and that we all like to believe that we are, that attracts people to yes. prosperity and freedom and those kind of things. So yeah. I'm no proud to have had. Yes, and no ahead. matter what we're going through here uh, with all the chaos uh, that we're seeing out in the streets with the violence, like you stated, we are America, and we are still that shining city on the hill where everyone uh, knows that it's the beacon of hope and that uh, you can still uh, maintain and, and achieve your American dream uh, that you are seeking. That's what it's all about, the American dream. It's why we do what we do uh, here in the United States. Uh, 
and uh, appreciate you coming on, Vina, and talking about your race and uh, and your your views on things. And uh, tell our viewers where they can go to find more information about you, and more importantly, to donate to your campaign. Absolutely, you could find more information about me on my uh, campaign website at VinaForCongress.com, and that is spelled V-E-N-N-I-A-F-O-R for Congress.com. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, God bless you and your family and God bless the United States. America's under attack and they're all around us. I'm talking about liberal Democrats and they're out to destroy everything that we've worked so hard for. Mammoth Nation's here to fight for you. You only get one vote. So let's join forces. We support conservative lawmakers and the causes you hold so dearly. We stand behind our police, veterans, the Second Amendment and much more. We need your help, so join today. I'd like to thank Vina Francois for joining me today on the show. Uh, it's been a great conversation. We wish her well, wish her campaign well, and remind you voters out there in Florida and all across this country, go vote. Vote for the future of America. Vote for Vina Francois in Florida's 10th District and President Donald J. Trump across America. Until next week, I'm Rob Maynard.